gentlemen, please give a massive Edinburgh welcome for Johnny and the Baptists! Making lots of movies, we've been making lots of soups. Why don't we spend some of our time making Patty happy? happy. <laughs> what do you think of the, the new theme tune I've just written just then, just now? I think it's quite good because because I mean the theme song for this is I mean it's lovely. It's lovely. I, I'm it's very attached to it. People in I mean, we don't really have a theme song. Well, no, yeah, we do. We've got the the give blood thing. The oh yeah, yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah, of course, we've got that. But I've always the only thing I remember it. is is um, yeah, uh, is say so Arthur Smith. No, it starts with Marcus Brigstock going Johnny and the Baptists. That's uh, not yeah. Marcus impression. And then Arthur Smith goes Johnny and the Baptists. And then Susan Kalman goes Johnny and the Baptists. <laughs> As she falls. As she falls off. <laughs> no! It's, 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 it's her trying to avenge me! Yeah. Poor Susan. I've always wondered if we're at the stage of podcasting, though, where maybe we should have a theme song of some discussion. Like maybe, or, or is that now so iconic? You know, Is it a well, part of podcasting history? Why don't we put up a... At the end of this, we're going to put up... So, h- hello everyone. Uh, if Hi. You're pa- if you're a patron, you get to decide yeah. this. Um, and if you if you if it means so much to you, you should join just for a month so you can vote. Yeah, and we'll put up a poll. We'll put up a poll, and as as all good patrons know, ideally you'd choose the answer that gives us the least work to do. <laughs> I'm happy to write a theme tune. Yeah. We could do it like seven or eight minutes long and really pad out the episodes. I think we could do a long and a short version, depending on how much energy we've got that particular week for the episode. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, what maybe we just start doing a theme song, a new theme song every episode, and we can sing it, and it'll be really out of sync and bad. <laughs> well, why don't we do the poll, and if people want a new theme tune, yeah, and you and I should have a competition to write one, and yeah. we should each write one for the ne- like we should each we should write three each, so the next six weeks would have them, and then uh, and then people can vote. On their favourite, or we'll just do whichever one we don't hate the most. I think that's that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, was talking earlier to communist poet Henry Bell, regular listener and contributor yeah. to the show, and um, he uh, and I were mm. discussing my new idea, which is I'd like to do a, a different podcast from this one about communism. Okay. And whether or not I should sign up fully to communism, is it is it actually is it's got a bad rap. Yeah, sure. Bad rap. Sure, sure, sure. Bad rap or a bad rap? Both of them work. Okay. It's been given um, a bad rap and it has a bad rep. Well I yeah. And so I thought we'd I'd actually learn something about it and find out, you know, 
to what extent is communism itself actually a bad thing or is it just um you know kind of soviet stalinist dictatorship and the other stuff was good mm. right which i think is true but i obviously don't yeah. really know enough to say but obviously people most people think communism is out and out awful because they've been ingrained and taught that their entire life without any without questioning it on any level so i thought i'd, write, I'd do a podcast about questioning it and i said to henry um would you be up for doing that with me? I'd need I'd need you to source me some communist experts because I know nothing. To sort of end the episodes, yeah. do like six episodes where they teach me different things. And he said, he said, yes, we should call it when life gives you Lenin's. Oh, that's far better than what I was trying to work out in my. T- that's <laughs> well, great. We, we is it when life gives you Lenin's? I think is a great title. His other one was. Um, uh, Top marks for effort. Okay, yeah, I like that as well. I think I'm yeah. more of a fan of when life gives you Lenin's. I think when life gives you Lenin's is is very good. Um, yeah, I I really struggled to come up. It's also it's upsetting when the comedian fails and the person who's there to to with serious knowledge is much funnier. So he came up with that. Yeah. I yeah, came yeah. up with Brezhnev forget. <laughs> that sucks <laughs> which is where, why it's my favourite <laughs> well it's a mixture of, of Brezhnev, Nenad Brezhnev uh, one yeah. of my favourite Soviet leaders the ugliest <laughs> according, to, according to, to Jerry Seinfeld the ugliest man ever to have led a country Jerry <laughs> 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 um, thought it was very funny um and obviously, never forget because it's about remembering whether or not communism was any good. And also, it's a take that song. And of all the pop artists of all time, there are none. They're more the capitalist most communist. <laughs> I mean, um, Gary Barlow and all the members of Take That were done for tax dodging and corporate tax evasion, weren't they? Um, yeah. So <laughs> they're really so not, yeah brilliant. So it really they're hundred percent not on board with this. So I'd want the theme tune to have, you know, as much of the song "Never Forget" by Gary Barlow without being sued. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's about twenty nine seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> or enough. I mean, a- I was thinking. Maybe it could. I mean, all of my name ideas suck. I mean, I was thinking mm. like com- commie fornication, but then we'd have to all sleep with each other. Uh, I was trying to, there was like, <laughs> which is very communist, you know. Like, it's, yeah, that's true. I suppose you know, um, or com or like commie co- uh, co- com communistcation breakdown. Mm, tr- t- tough. Tough to. It, it is tough. Yeah. Um. Um. What about um. Um. Uh. C- com. Com. Comcast. Aren't they a very big American company? <laughs> yeah, I think they might so. <laughs> I think that's a great idea for a show. Am I invited, or is this? Are you just telling me about it? <laughs> I feel like um, you weren't, but now you might be. I'd add a certain joie de vivre. <laughs> um, I think you can be a regular contributor. Okay, cool. Do you know anything about communism? 
Um, oh, well, I c- we could have a section where I don't know much about communism called um, He Doesn't Know His Left From His Right, where I, I, I really mistake it for fascism all the time. <laughs> That's very popular amongst internet people. Um, all right, well, enough about that. Let's talk about us. How are you? And uh, we've just done our London run. And we've, we've just done lots of of shows, lovely... not not activity, not exercise. We're not. Pricks. Oh no, we didn't. We didn't run. Um, <laughs> but we saw we saw some some of our lovely lovely friends and patrons. Um, yeah. And it's been a really nice little run of four shows in, uh, whatever wherever it was Soho. That's I it. Think I forgot for a been, second the name it's of been the our, Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I genuinely think, and maybe it's just because. Uh, it's been a tough time and we needed it a bit. I think it's been my favourite of our London runs. Um, well, we haven't done one for a while. So for the last... Bear in mind that our last tour show was obviously 2019. So it's two years. Yeah. It was 18 months since cause we were doing that in December. And we did one night at King's Place. And then a week yeah. later, we were going to do a second show in King's Place. Um, yeah. But I was too ill at the time to do it and king's place is a venue entirely without um anything going for it as a comedy venue i apologize to the people who are there but obviously it is probably the worst room to do comedy in i've ever been asked to do comedy in professionally Apparently one of the rooms there is very good, but the room we play in sort of... It's... If you imagine a sort of soulless husk and and a sort of maybe a focus group looking at it and saying, no, it's got too much going on. We need to pair it back. I think it's probably quite good for orchestral music, that room. Uh, yeah. It's certainly not good for comedy. And uh, mm. I've, we've got to remember that whenever we get offered to go there. Yeah. Because uh, for all... For all that we sometimes don't have an alternative, it would be better. Like, we have done better playing at the Phoenix. So the if you don't know, the Phoenix is the downstairs room at the Phoenix pub um, just off Oxford Circus, and it holds about 120. Mm-hmm. And it's just a yeah. room under a pub. It's There's nothing yeah. special about it, uh, apart from the fact that it's got a fantastic small club atmosphere Yeah, when in compared to really bad venues. And it is... Uh, as it's always we always have a great gig there. So we haven't done a London run since twenty sixteen, I think. Twenty sixteen, yeah. twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So that's four years ago. So it's been quite a long time. Twenty seventeen, yeah. I think we were exhausted and weren't really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um But we didn't yeah, so maybe maybe yeah, it was a great I loved it. I had a great time. I was like a I was like a newborn lamb. We were yeah you, we did yeah <laughs> you were frolicking it was no it was really nice and we had a number of different friends and Patreon supporters and fans and just good people in the audience each night and it really um it it's was quite lovely. a tough show to perform and I felt very supported throughout the whole thing it That's was really true. nice yeah and I think I mean I really just enjoyed for the first time in many years um, yeah doing a run of shows at nine o'clock at night. Um, mm. And the uh, the missus and the baby were back here in Scotland. I don't know why I've done that voice for that. <laughs> uh, and so I was just sort of having quite a nice little tiny work holiday. I, I stayed, uh, as those of you who weren't at the shows will know, 
those of you who were at the shows will know I stayed in the Premier Inn hub. Um, yep. You know, a lovely sort of divorced dad hotel. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed it because I'm quite, they're very small rooms. They're like little sort of, it's like sort of a Japanese pod hotel in many ways. Yeah, um, they're quite so, modern. Yeah, I quite. I think I'm quite cross, claustrophilic in some ways. So there's something, certainly from the room I like to sleep in. I love to sleep in a small room. Yeah. Um, oh, mate, you're going to love being dead. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, I think that is true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was thinking that, and I was just, you know, do the show, and then we'd hung out with a few people in the bar, and then I went back home. It was very nice. It was like being 26 again. But, yeah. um, but I had all the responsibility I have now. I was just ignoring it. Uh, so that was nice. <laughs> well, I mean, I had such a nice, basically, I had a really nice time. And then um, we were meant to do the podcast yesterday and we didn't because uh, it, tired. Was, it was tired time. I took the day um, off. Wonderful. I That's didn't know really I was going good. to I, until I did. I, I did as well. And it was a delicious day. Um, and I wrote down, you're going to love this, Johnny. Oh, yeah. I decided, I decided that this episode was going to be the best episode. Um, oh, so it would be... <clears throat> we've been building to this and then it'll be downhill following this and um oh, oh right, right. So, 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 <laughs> so i wrote down for the first time ever on johnny and the baptist making paddy happy i wrote down five things uh that i was like oh these are things that i want to talk about now oh, right. their quality might vary wildly and uh they, they, i mean they, they might they might be a disaster but i thought it might help you know uh to have some stuff ready to go um, it's going to be a bit of noise. Josie is um, yes, very, very, very firmly ba- breaking the promise that she would uh, yes, leave yes. me be for 40 minutes to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always lovely to see her. Um, uh, <laughs> so I've got five things. Do you, want me to, do you want me to take you through them and you can, you can tell yeah, me what they're I'm good? Sure. I've, never, I've never known you to do prep work. Uh, <laughs> well, we did. We did a number of. We had a number of missed episodes, and we had a number of short episodes. And I thought this one could be slightly longer, um, but also these might only be twenty seconds long each. I mean, we don't know their quality yet. Okay, let's um, let's do it. Okay, Can I so have a sip first of my thing, tea first, or is that you can have a sip of your tea, and I'll have a sip of coffee, so we're both ready. Okay. Uh, oh, that's lovely. Um, so the first thing, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything in this. Is um, do you uh, think? That I look like a young Marcus Waring from MasterChef: The Professionals. Um, can I have ten seconds to Google Marcus Waring? You can Google, Mar- I'll give all the all the listeners. Because um, I know to do who it. Marcus Waring is. Yes, yes, Michelin but, star chef, uh, all round good guy. I can't exactly a hundred percent do his face. Because he's. Um, uh, so, as I think I've mentioned on the show, Master of the Professionals has come my become my depression show that I watch in the background. Yep. And I've now seen so many episodes of Master of the Professionals that I've started to feel a real affinity <clears throat> with Marcus Waring and Monica Gilletti and uh, Greg Wallace. <clears throat> and um, and Marcus Waring, I I've started to believe that that's what I'll look like when I'm older, sort of a cross between him and Gandalf. Okay, and. I'm wondering if that's me going gently mad or whether you actually agree that there is something in that. Well, I currently have inter- internet connectivity issues. Okay. Uh, which, I've got to say, doesn't bode well. 
Um, no, and yeah, I mean, your camera's just gone off. So, I mean, the, the tech-wise, we're not doing great this episode. What I'm going to do... No, no, stick stick with me. I've got it. Yeah, have you? Have you? Yeah, yeah, you shut, got up, it. shut up, um, I mean, he does look, and so do you. Yeah. He does look Finnish. Yes, he's got a certain Scandinavian quality to him. And I think he's got... I think we have quite similar eyes... Um, yeah, and I, do you remember we met that lovely man in Trowbridge who was Finnish? And we were like, oh, uh, you're, yes, you're, you're, yeah, you're Scandi. Yeah. And he was like, oh, wow, Stuart. well spotted. Yeah, and he was quite yeah. surprised because he's like, no one normally... I mean, you hmm. you and he, you've got a super Scandi look. Hmm. Um, I don't know if... I mean, he certainly, he's got kind eyes. Yeah, and I'd like to think I do. I hope I do. I'm. He's a better cook than you. What was the he question? He's a better cook. No, he he's a better cook. I just I think that maybe give me twenty five years. I think I'll look like him, and I'm quite pleased with that. And I hope that he's the man I'll one day turn out to be. Do you think in twenty five years' time I will look like Greg Wallace? Yes, and if <laughs> if we could find a Monica Gillette, then we could well, do our own show. Well, I, the, you know, long-term Baptist fans, yeah, and they'll be wondering if Amy Butterworth, former Baptist, twenty eleven to twenty twelve, <laughs> um, will will be gradually turning into Monica Galetti. Those of you who don't know what I'm talking about and have been a fan since only twenty thirteen or later will be like, "What? There was someone else in the band." Yeah, yeah. Go- Google it. You won't find yeah. any info. It was before we were <laughs> <laughs> no one wrote about us. Um, I think. I mean, it would be narratively satisfying if Henry Bell really went down the Monica Gilletti route, and then the communist podcast sort of became more of a communist, I mean, the professional, or I mean, Master Chef, the communists. <laughs> I do consistently think you're going to say Monica Lewinsky every yeah, time that's you start. Fi- that's her fair. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to get past that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think communism, the professionals, uh, would be a great TV show where we see... That's a really good idea. We see communists competing against each other uh, in a MasterChef style. And no one wins. And And no one loses. No. (laughs) Everyone everyone comes joint um, first or or last. Uh, (laughs) Joint fourth, let's be real. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I feel... Greg Wallace would be the hardest to convince of the benefits of communism of the MasterChef team. Probably, I I think I agree in that. I mean, bearing I in mind that... that his job before this wasn't was produce, was the seller yeah. of produce. So he was a market trader. Yeah, but he could be. But thereby, he could be. You know, quite a good grower, living off the land. Like I suppose, could, but could... I think it does seem. I mean, Josie's met him a lot. Yes, because obviously Master she's Chef. Master Chef called finalist, but she also he's um, he he and her have both been regular panelists on a program which I can't remember what channel it's on or anything, uh, but it's called House of Games with Richard Osman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were both they were in the Champions Champion final because they both wow. won several. Uh, weeks worth of episodes, and it was them yeah. and a few other people. So Greg is very good at games, and things like that. So I right, wonder if that's... okay. So she's met him quite a lot, and is very fond of him. 
because uh, mm. uh, he is very lovely and very nice. But also pointed out, like he, to, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say that Josie was like said to him, "I'm surprised you're so nice." But she did say something like, "Oh, you're such a lovely guy," and he said, "I wouldn't have got." He said something like, "I wouldn't have got." this far on this talent if I wasn't a pleasure to be with. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice. He didn't quite say it like that. I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth. but I And he is incredibly talented, actually, I would I would say. Watching him, I'm, this is a big yeah. Greg Wallace love-in right now, because you mm. think of him as just that, that big, bold bloke who's funny uh, and a bit loud. But actually, yeah. that job involves making you feel like you've tasted the food. It's one of the hardest yeah. jobs to get right, and it's something I think they really don't get right on most cooking programs. Yeah. And he has this way of, of obviously, he puts people at ease, which is a great thing with contestant-based shows, and that's mm. the thing that, like, Mel and Sue were brilliant at on Great British Bake Off. But the thing Mel yeah. and Sue couldn't do that he can is make you feel like you're in the room trying and smelling and tasting the food. And yeah. he's actually a really talented broadcaster that's enough loving for greg i hope i desperately hope there isn't a scandal involving him and this tape is dug up yeah well if there is um i'm just gonna clap here so i know where to do the edit yeah yeah sure <laughs> yeah so I that's like um, that's i'll happily grow yeah, to him that's that's good okay so we've got our futures sorted that's all right let's hit, let's hit let's hit item two Item two is um, so we um, a number of people have made comments recently that mm. um, I wear the same clothes all the time. Yeah, sure. Um, and I was having a conversation with um, a lovely fellow podcaster Alice Fraser um, recently because she uh, she also gets told that she just wears the same thing all yeah, the yeah. time. Sure. We had a chat about, it and she said, "I thought it was really cool." She was like. I think you should take that as a real compliment because she was, she said, I made a choice in my life that I found one set of clothes that suited me and they happen to be black pair of jeans, a black top, and it goes with everything and I have a black coat. And it means that I have a uniform for my day-to-day -day life that I never have to think about what I'm going to wear or surprising anyone or not looking nice or not looking like I'm in something that I'm comfortable in yeah. and that I should take it as a, as a compliment. Um, and so I'm pleased that I always wear the same thing, but I figured this week, because I'm not really seeing anyone this week, I'm trying to wear different clothes. And so for the first time, <laughs> I think in my life, I'm wearing a white t-shirt today. Right. Um, and, uh, it's not, it's not a big, it's not like, it's, it's not, it's not like a big jump. It's no, not, it's not. It's not like you're I'm, wearing a I'm a small step. I'm a small, <laughs> I'm a small step guy. Um, sure. and, uh, I'm I'm enjoying the white T-shirt, and uh, I I I just wanted I wanted your opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's great. It's a yeah? white. It's a white. I mean, yeah, it's quite. I mean, it sort of fits, doesn't it? If you're going to make a statement, this is the sort of most vanilla statement you could possibly make. Well, yeah, I'm not really, I'm, I'm not really into loud, loud clothing. So I figure just a simple, a plain white tee, um, can be all that stands between you and success. And I'm selling them for thirty five pounds on our <laughs> website. That's, I think the white t shirt is great. I think thank that you. Be really good with this week whilst Benny is away. 
is that you also yeah. talk to and engage with some people. Well, that's yeah. That okay. So that that will be that will be <laughs> on my, the list. That's my next bit of advice. Well done for putting on a white t-shirt. Maybe Thank go you. out today. Great. That's a big tick for the white shirt. <laughs> Item number three. Think this mm-hmm. is a quick one. Have you ever heard of rescue remedy? Yes. Yes, I have. So. I used to get given these um, by my uh, stepmother when I was a kid, whenever I had uh, a meltdown or whenever I was panicking about something. And I don't know if they work, but um, I saw some in a pharmacist the other day and I bought some because I was like, oh, maybe these will help calm me down or sort of thing. And you get a little box like this. It's got 50 pastels in it. Oh, you've got rescue pastels. I got the pass. I used to get given the little droplets um, on my tongue. Yeah, 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 the little pipettes. I I didn't know there were... No, they do pastels now. And so I thought that'll be nice. And I bought some of them. And I can't tell if they're working because the problem is they're delicious. And you're meant to have them in your mouth for an hour and then it works. But I, I just I keep eating them. Um, and I think well, they're quite bad for you when you eat a lot of Rescue Remedy. Well, um, I, don't, and it, I mean, okay, so Rescue Remedy is homeopathy. Yes. It's, uh, there's, there's nothing really in it. No, not really. It's kind of... I used to get given a lot of that when I was a kid. Rescue Remedy, St. John's Wort, these pills that were blessed by a Buddhist man. Uh, it was a sure. phase. Um, well, Rescue Remedy is homeopathy, really. And yeah. I don't hold homeopathy in high regard. No, neither do I. Um, but, but I also... I'm not against the idea of... I mean, I'm I'm very much against the idea of people making themselves ill by taking alternative medicine and no longer taking medicine that works. But I am, and, and has proven to been proven to work, when homeopathy obviously hasn't been proven to work on any yeah. level, on any test ever, uh, yeah. and it's been regularly tested. Um, um, however, I also think that we're complicated, and St John's Ward isn't homeopathy, that's just a... Um, no, that's just a different, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, but my but the point I'm making is, um, my sister used to take rescue remedy when she was very stressed, and what yeah. she would do is she would take the pipette thing, lift up her head, rest, pull it above her, and do that little droplet thing, and take a big deep breath. Now, in that yeah. action, that sort of uh, moment of taking a second for yourself and doing all of those things, that's yeah. very de-stressing. Yeah, I agree. And so I'm hugely in favour of that. I think that works really well. As and so I would I would say you should probably get the pipette thing because if it's about sort of trying to not really you know, calm yourself back down, mm. maybe maybe that whole action and the whole thing is very nice. A, a cigarette, for instance, yeah. has yeah. the opposite effect of calming you down, as in what's in a cigarette: uh, tobacco, tar, nicotine, things yeah. that actually don't de-stress on any level like clinically proven not to however going and having a cigarette will calm you down why because you you move location you stop yeah. you think and also you take these big long breaths that you wouldn't normally do all of these are calming techniques yeah so i'm wildly in favor of of anything that sort of helps people um either as a sort of placebo or uh because uh, the effect is uh that you end up doing sort of calming techniques because of it. So I think all of those things are great. I think you should not take the pastels because it sounds like 
that's just you eating more wine gums than normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. you should get the little thing if that makes you relaxed and happy. And um, yeah. and and if you get seriously ill, right, for something yeah. else, uh, also take Western medicine. That's exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I but I think that I, that's what I was going to say. I think the ritual of it, I think solely the fact that I go, oh, I used to have these as a kid and they used to calm me down is is enough for me to I now just keep them in my pocket and uh uh and also if I get hungry uh, I've I've got them um so I would recommend I would recommend that to anyone who has a similar childhood memory yeah that's point 3 number 4 uh, you, there was number no f- concern in these about being funny was there there was no you were never no, no no not at all um uh point 4 um is is just something I'd like to mention that I'd like to talk about next week actually oh, because geez. I'm I don't think I'm ready to talk about it but there is a next um, I would like to do a little a little shout out to Susan. Susan um, Olney. Yes, who came to our who came to our London run on yeah. multiple nights and is always. I a think star. came Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, and has been Absolute a huge supporter of us for many of years. And uh, I I think we're going to talk about them properly next week because I I want to process a bit and and work out how to thank her properly. But she made us each a gift. Yes. Um, along with uh, a letter each. And uh, without going into any details to what they are, that could be a surprise for next week. Um, uh, I, I, I'm hugely moved by it. Oh, and, me too. Uh, and, and we can... Let's, so next week, let's talk about that. And we'll also remember to, in the interim, we can thank her personally. Exactly. Um, the but I just of, wanted to make uh, sure uh, that I mentioned that and personal, say... We're in exactly. Um, and... That, uh, and then the last point on my list is something actionable that I need uh, the audience's help with. Um, my nephew. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm going to need such... childcare from three I'm till gonna six. Need... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my nephew, um, who is ten, whose name we won't is... say, whose name we won't say, because uh, I was about for... to. <laughs> this is the reason for, I said for GDPR that. reasons. Um, is no, but is coming... it, that's right. We shouldn't mention children's names. It's part of no. Our... Okay. No, I think it's a choice that you, you make, and you're either all in or you're all out. And I feel like this podcast, we've decided we're all out. Okay. Um, cool. Is coming to stay in my flat in London for a week. For for a week, um, which is very exciting. For one, uh, I've never had guests at this flat. Uh, moved in in lockdown, and it's a new thing for me having someone to come and stay over. Um, I have to entertain a ten-year-old for a week in London. Mm. Um, now. Key key things to remember: Paddy's broke, um, and uh, uh, Paddy uh, is good with kids, but has uh, but you know you're a dad. I'm not a dad. I'm good with your daughter because of uh, because I love her and exposure and friendliness, and she's wonderful. Mm. I don't know when it's being in charge. I don't know how. Like what what. What 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 am I what am I what am I going to do okay. for a week? Well, I mean, I don't have great answers for a ten year old in London because sure. I don't uh, have. I've never ten year old in London. Ten year old. Um, my my niece uh, is ten, um, mm. and we had some. Uh, she came up to stay with us um, in Scotland a couple of weeks back and we had some lovely yeah. outings and did some really funny things but we were also we were we were also looking after a 3 year old the whole time as well so there was like a real sure. sense of trying to find something that skewed down as well mm-hmm. 
So it would be a whole different... And obviously those are all in Scotland. Um, I, I So I can't give you much advice. I, although I would say uh, the Science Museum... Is great for and, and it's free. Yeah. I think. Um, and the Science Museum is really cool. Like, I didn't realise there's just so much for kids to do, and it's really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is free. Mm. And, um, and... And your nephew isn't... Is from Wigan... So I would say go to Brighton if it, the weather's nice for a day trip to the beach. Oh, that's a fab idea. Because go to the beach. If if because uh, the because Brighton's only forty five minutes away, and if you lived in if he lived by the coast, you'd be like, no, don't do that. But I'm pretty sure yeah, Wigan yeah, yeah, is yeah. pretty landlocked. Yeah. So yeah. So actually, I think that's a great idea because I think like a day trip. Um, like it, it, I'm gonna just take him and do some. Like, he's really into like art and drawing and um like stuff like that so i'm going to take him i'm taking him comic book shopping that'll be cool i want to go to a show i don't think he's ever been to the theater um and the thing that has cropped up on my radar is um wonderful friends uh morgan and west oh. are are doing the three musketeers oh, at yeah. Court next week and i thought oh, that could be a that. really fun thing so if you don't know um, morgan and west they are they build themselves as time time traveling musicians uh magicians i've said that really badly yeah. Uh, and they are, I think, the two most skilled close-up magicians I've ever seen in my life. They're also yeah. fantastic theatrical showmakers um, mm. and phenomenal entertainers, and they make these yeah. wonderful family shows and these wonderful magic shows, and they do a science show, and mm. they're also two of the best people to have been born. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's on my list. Yeah, oh, that's a great idea. Um, so, but if anyone, um, particularly those of you with kids or who look after kids, has any like great, like pretty left field ideas for stuff to do in London that isn't just like, because he has come to stay once before, but he was staying staying with Benny, and uh, we did like you know, Big Ben and and like the the very like I he, you know he you was went to six at the time. So yeah, we went to Nando's. He was furious that they served chicken. Um, he wanted beef. He wanted beef, but he'd always heard that Nando's was fun. Um, yeah, but he thought it would sell burgers. He thought, thought it was a burger joint. Um, we take him to Five Guys. Yeah, that could be fun, actually. Just like that, I think sort of things that feel exciting and uncle um, yeah, yeah. uh without spending 190 quid to go and see Lion King uh, would be ideal. Um, okay, folks, write in with your suggestions. So, a few things at the end of that. Yes. Number one. Do you think we should come up with a new theme tune? Um, I mean, I, I I think leave it up to chance. Okay, well, let's ask the audience. Write in, okay. tell us what you think. Uh, yeah. Secondly, uh, if you've got any suggestions for Paddy's four things that he brought up. Well, though the last one is to do with uh, Susan, and we'll be talking about the last one, but the other three were Rescue Remedy. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Waring t-shirt so feel free to comment on any of those dear friends and lastly and not least the most important by a long way is uh, Paddy's 10 year old cousin uncle nephew that's it (laughs) he's coming from women (laughs) (laughs) he needs entertaining what do you recommend on a budget in London thoughts on a postcard we have been Johnny and the Baptist my name's Johnny my name's Paddy (laughs) 
<laughs> nice to see you. Great. This, this has been a stink bottom production for Fart Emporium. <laughs> um, uh, switch over to Patreon for the other episode if you're listening. And uh, uh, Patreons, uh, carry on listening. And also, those of you who don't subscribe, please consider it. Uh, we're about to refresh the tiers and add new uh, prizes and uh, things. Prizes? Great. What are they called? Prizes, why not? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Prizes. It's not prizes, it's like things you get. Re- rewards? Rewards? That sounds a little bit... Bye! Bye! <laughs> Love you! <laughs> <laughs>